Welcome back, everyone, to the House of Hustle podcast here on Sports Radio 810. We are presented, as always, by our friends at Charlie Hustle. We are getting ready for one of the bigger games in college basketball. It's Mizzou in Kansas. And welcome in my co-host, Stephen St. John. Stephen, what's going on? You call it the Border War or the Border Showdown? Border War. That's right. Has to be. Has to be. The border... Oh, boy. Can I leave now? Please? Uh-oh. We have a special guest. Who is who, who is rocking some fresh Charlie Hustle gear, by the way? I just thought I'd just, show off my nice Jayhawk jacket, courtesy of our friends at Charlie Hustle. I'm supposed nice. to get my new it Mizzou nice. one soon enough. Charlie Hustle, where's it at? It's coming. Coming. Because you got, you got to have it for the bowl game, too. That's right. I'm going to yeah. wear some uh, fresh gear from Charlie Hustle down at the Cotton Bowl when uh, Mizzou takes on Ohio State. Thank you. You going Saturday? Uh, I will not be in attendance. Uh, I think the Jayhawks will have it covered. Without yeah, me. that's fair. That's fair. I was there for the for the final battle where Thomas Robinson had that block <laughs> shot. Thomas uh, Robinson, who will get his number retired on Saturday. Congrats to Thomas Robinson. But I will say too, you know, Nate's rocking the the Charlie Hustle, the the Jayhawk, the jacket. But I think when we actually look at Saturday, a lot of Mizzou fans making the trip to uh, Talon Fieldhouse. Lawrence Bowers will be in attendance, rocking some Charlie Hustle gear. He's already told me that. So you got a guy like a Lawrence. Got a guy Bowers. like a yeah. Lawrence Bowers. So. Um, have a good show, gentlemen. I'll get out of your way. Thanks for coming in. Yeah. Thanks. For, I mean, we've been waiting for Nate to just drop in and give us a guest appearance, right. and you know, he he brought right. the jacket. Available so. at Charlie Hustle. Gear up, no matter what team yeah. you root for. Gear up. K State, KU, Mizzou, all love it. Thanks Charlie for dropping Hustle. in, Nate. Thanks for dropping yeah, in. Thanks a lot. <laughs> love you, boys. Yeah. <laughs> all right. We uh, now that we've gotten that out of the way, um, Nate Nate was just ready for for that moment right there. He was kind of okay. lingering in the hallway, yeah, that's ready. To, yeah, that's what he does. Uh, do you like the fact that they are playing this game again? <laughs> I've had a couple of Mizzou fans ask me that actually. Like, do we really have to play this game? You know, like, yes, I'm. I'm. I'm always glad when Kansas and Mizzou play. I think it's always great for college sports. It's great for college basketball. It would be um, more fun if Mizzou. Absolutely. I'm not even saying Mizzou would win. Can they be competitive? Can they be competitive? Right. I get it. It's it's a little tough when you're going into the game thinking, what's the spread here? Can Mizzou keep it close and competitive? But I, I think next year is more of a, the year where I think Mizzou could actually be competitive. There's against. There's always next year. But we'll see how, how Mizzou fares. They've been pretty good on the road. I mean, it, it is Pitt. It is Minnesota. They've had two good road wins. So uh, nothing like playing in Allen Fieldhouse in this game uh, in the border war in Allen Fieldhouse with a Kansas team that's playing pretty good ball right now, coming off a good win against UConn at home. That was a great game. Had, got a chance to be... Uh, in Lawrence for that game, uh, UConn's very good, and Kansas got a good, you know, come from behind win late. Uh, they're playing some good ball. Mizzou got a good win against Wichita State too. Um, you know, different level competition, but Mizzou got a good win against Wichita State at home. Sean East was great. Uh, he's played fantastic all season. Um, can Mizzou turn Kansas over? Can Mizzou make enough threes? Can Mizzou be somewhat competitive on the glass? Who's going to stop Hunter Dickinson for Mizzou? A lot of questions in this game in terms of the type of matchup Mizzou's going to face. Um, but ultimately, you know, Kansas, kind of against UMKC, your alma mater, UMKC kept it fairly competitive. The Ruse got it down to 10 yep. in the second half. More importantly, they covered, which means uh, Nate owes me uh, an expensive lunch. So. That's right. Well, that's all that matters. So That's all that matters. That's all that matters, really, in that type of matchup. Okay, so um, I thought this is an interesting question that uh, – I've seen tossed around on social media because, you know, we talked to different coaches, both football, uh, basketball, all sports on the Border Patrol. 
And I think it's very interesting the way different coaches approach rivalries, right? Mm-hmm. And different philosophies. Uh, you you played for a, a couple of different coaches, uh, and, and you saw up close how they handled rivalries. Uh, you've been around a lot of rivalries uh, as an NBA scout and going to different uh, college uh, uh, venues to watch big games. I'm just curious. Like we know, like we were gr- we were raised on the way Norm Stewart handled it. He handled it with hatred, mm-hmm. right? Yep. He handled it. You don't spend money right. in Kansas, right? You, you knew it was a rivalry. You knew that he put that game on a pedestal. Yep. Some coaches are reluctant to do that. How should, like, two questions, I guess, with Dennis Gates. How do you think he handles this rivalry? And for you, as a, as a Mizzou grad, how would you like to see the Mizzou coach handle this game? Should it be just another game? Should they put a whole bunch into it and treat it the way Norman Stewart used to? What do you think? Uh, I think, so, first part, I think when you look at this rivalry uh, in terms of just Dennis Gates and how he should be handling this, he had the taste of it last year in his own building, first time uh, being a part of the rivalry. I think when you look at last year's game, um, Mizzou took a long time to adjust, and they were a different team after that game, by the way. So I think they took last year as more of a learning experience. Um, Obviously, they want to be competitive. They're locked in on... How can they maybe pull this upset? Uh, Dennis Gates had media availability earlier in the week. Uh, the players talked. Um, they don't know what this atmosphere is like. It's it's very different. It's unique. Um, there's nothing like it. Now, they can take some, you know, like Nick Honor has played in some big-time ACC environments, uh, but it's it's nothing like Allen Fieldhouse. It's just not, especially this rivalry. Um, it's the loudest environment I've ever been in, dating back to 2012 when we were there. I've never been in a sporting event that is that loud, where uh, my eardrums, I thought they were going to burst. It was so loud, uh, especially in that second half when when they got back in the game. I think when you look at just the rivalry and, and dating back to kind of the norm, era, I remember walking into Allen Fieldhouse my first year, and we had a guy that was our equipment man, and uh, his name was Kit, and he had been our equipment guy for 25 years, 30 years, I think is what it was. He dated, dated back before Norm. And every time we would walk in Allen Fieldhouse, he'd be the first off the bus, and he never used to be first off, but he would get off the bus first, and he'd walk in Allen Fieldhouse, and he would spit on the floor when we would walk in Allen Fieldhouse. And he had a disdain for Allen Fieldhouse, and it was sort of just like, wow. like That's when you felt as a player, like, okay, this is kind of different. Um, I don't, I'm curious just how Coach Gates handles this environment because it's easy for the fans to get involved in the game early uh, where – can you handle that, right? Can you can you play through that over the course of 40 minutes? I don't want to call it a learning experience because you're there to compete, you're there to win a game, and you're there to, to hopefully pull the upset. Um, but it's going to be a big-time challenge for this team, and how do they respond to it is a big question mark. It's an unknown. I think Coach Gates has an unknown, but the way I would answer it is you have to prepare. You have to put yourself as best you can to simulate it in practice. We did this when I was in college where you pump, you blast crowd noise into the practice gym. You bring officials in. You you maybe get up and down and you scrimmage a little bit. Don't call fouls. You do not call fouls. Uh, you can simulate, Mike Anderson used to do this. You, you could simulate throwing in some guys where you're playing eight on five 
um, just to try to make it as difficult as possible in practice, knowing that's what you're going to face. I think Frank Haith, actually, I give him a ton of credit. Going into that senior year 2012 game when we were up big at Allen Fieldhouse, I don't think we could have prepared any better. Uh, I don't think our scouting report could have been any better. I don't think how we practiced could have been any better. Like the practice was so hard and so difficult um, to just get through a practice and they blasted crowd noise, um, like simulated crowd noise and kind of static noise through the speaker system in Mizzou Arena to where we couldn't hear, we couldn't talk to each other, we used hand signals in practice. It's exactly what we did in the game. So you have to simulate that in practice. Hopefully that's something Coach Gates and the staff is is doing, uh, preparing for this game. Did you like playing there? I liked playing there because of... I think what that atmosphere, uh, what that venue means to the sport uh, and what that means to college basketball. Um, obviously, going out in, in pregame warm-up, I got a good amount of stories of just pregame um, and just how the student section, um, you know, handled us when, in warm-ups. I, you know, it's, it's, it's a rivalry. I, I love being a part of – you, you want to be in those type of games, right? You want to be in those rivalry games. It's great for college sports. It's kind of what we've missed, I think, at, at, at times, not all the time, but at times, uh, going up against a foe that you've had those wars with um, in the past and some, some historic, legendary games, games like we talked about that we've grown up with, players we've grown up with, um, that you remember watching uh, and, and what made this rivalry so special, you know, back in the day. I, that's, this is where I fell in love with college basketball was, was watching Corey Tate um, and Mizzou and Kansas from back in the day and old Hearns um, talking to John Sunbold over the years and his experience with Norm and practice getting ready for Kansas. He won an Allen Fieldhouse twice, and he used to tell us that when I was a player – you know, he would talk what, what it means, you know, what that feeling is like to win at Allen Fieldhouse. And we had a chance to do it. We had that chance a couple times to win at Allen Fieldhouse, and we didn't get it done. Um, but, yes, I, I, I want to play this game. Um, have we, you know, been non-competitive the last two years? No, we haven't been competitive. But I want to be in these type of games because it's of what it means to college sports. And, and Stephen, like, I've gone to North Carolina. I've gone to Duke. Um, you know, that, that is a special rivalry, Kentucky and Louisville, great rivalry. There's nothing like Mizzou and Kansas. I I just don't think there's anything like it. Um, and I think people outside of Missouri and outside of Kansas, um, I don't think they really understand all the time what the rivalry is like. You know, so I look at it more as a, as a, as a, from a fan's perspective, right? Like I, like I've been, I've been lucky enough to be invited to several Mizzou at Kansas basketball games in my life, and I've never said yes. Yeah, I've I've never I, I like I've never I've never thought you know what, I want to be there right because I feel like I would be miserable, <laughs> and because I have like I've gone to Mizzou football games at K State and at KU, and I was miserable. I've been to Chiefs games at Denver and at the Chargers. And I mean, win or lose, I just I was I was miserable. I, I don't, and I just feel like, and I get it, because I have gone to games at Allen Fieldhouse. Yep. The atmosphere is at at a another level. You can't compare it to anything, right? And and I and it's it, it it does give you you know goosebumps or makes the hair stand on the back of your neck or whatever or gives you the creeps, however you feel, whatever. But like I just I don't I don't want to. I don't want to do that. Like I don't, like, I don't want to be there. It's not good for for you. It's not good for I'm your health. I'm wearing Mizzou gear. And it's just like I don't. Yeah. That doesn't seem fun to me. 
No. And so, but like for players, I've talked to enough, enough Mizzou players, and I'll ask you, was that fun? They go, oh, that was fantastic. Yeah. To play in that environment, it was great, and I can't compare it to anything else. And so I guess it's different for a player because you could feed off that. You could feed off that emotion. You could have the adrenaline rolling. And especially, and this come, comes down to let's be honest, if, you, if you're good enough to compete and you're not getting blown out, of course it would be right. great, right? right? And so I, I'm just, I, I hear, you know, well, I can't wait to go there as a Mizzou fan. Like, you're, you're, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I want to go. I would go. I'm going to watch it, but, like, I don't know if I'd be. Yeah, chomping at the bits to go. Yeah, yeah, I really want to be there. My my parents went to Allenfield House my freshman year, and they never returned. That that, that was <laughs> it. They, Del Sutton they, knows what's up. <laughs> Ellen Sutton knows what's up. <laughs> they went one time, and that was enough. That was plenty. I, I right. think my, my parents got heckled because they had to walk by the student section. I had yeah. to laugh. I, the UConn. Uh, there was some, some U- what, what were they heckling uh, Del uh, Sutton uh, for? The U- there were UConn parents that were tweeting after they got beat at, at Allen Fieldhouse that they were very disappointed with the parent-family seat that is up near the windows. Um, and I thought, man, they may, they may not get it. They might not understand, like, that's what my parents had to deal with. And, like, it got to the point, too, where we would talk as, as players of, hey, if you're going to give your tickets away – for our game at Kansas, make sure you're giving them to some of your your best friends or family that number one can talk smack, that can handle some heat. You know, like you're walking into a very very different environment in terms of a sporting event and a game, and it, it's it's the truth. So I had some cousins go my sophomore year, and had some some buddies drive from from Columbia my our senior year that that really wanted to be in it, that wanted to be in the mix. But I mean. I think to to what you're saying though, like I went to the Mizzou Kansas game a couple years ago and Mizzou got blown out last year. Conzo Martin, it was great to be back in that environment. To because for for me, it definitely felt like Mizzou and Kansas both they love the rivalry. Like there's it, they can say we can say we hate each other all we want, and it's yeah, it's it's a rivalry, it's a hatred, but you also love the rivalry, um, and you felt it from both fan bases, and I think you felt it. In Columbia last year, when there were a lot of KU fans that made the trip to Columbia and were in that environment, a little different because they were, a, you know, top ten team and, and had a great, great, great team going into it. So I, I think it's all relative of just where the teams are right now, right. currently. That uh, that are a big part of that conversation. I'll also get crushed for this, but I would like to see this evolve into something similar to the bragging rights game. No doubt, where every 100%. year they play in St. Louis, one hundred percent. And I and you and look, you're gonna get pushed back. But I think aren't we past the point? Well, what about the shop owners? And you know, they're gonna be fine, <laughs> right? Okay, one game a year. Put it at T-Mobile. Oh man, no you question. Know? Yeah, you're preaching to the choir there, right? And I would, <laughs> I would, I would like, and I, I would go to that, even though that that would still be a very intense environment. Yeah, I would like to see that because that's one thing that, and boy, you're probably gonna look down on me for this. I've never had the chance to go to a bragging rights game. I just haven't because Ooh. for a long time it, Christmas we'd spend in Chicago or just, it just, and I'm going to go. I want that. That's a bucket list thing. Yeah. But I've always thought, man, that's so great that it's a neutral site game and it happens every year. And no matter what, you know, it's half and half and it's, oh, it's man. The, the crowd's fantastic. And like, 
I get it. There's 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 a, there's a joy to having it on campus and going to Missouri and going to Allen Fieldhouse. But let's do this. And, and I'm a Kansas Cityan, so I like things that are good for Kansas City. Just make that an annual event in Kansas City, and let's party. Well, and I, I think it was the showdown for relief game that that was my, great. That was fantastic. Power and light was electric. That's what I'm talking about. I, there were so many people, and at that point, it felt like Mizzou fans were like kind of at that moment like getting back to that feeling of being proud again of putting on the black and gold walking down and so we thought Michael Porter Jr. was <laughs> going to play a full season. Yeah, exactly. There was that was a rough that was a rough day actually cuz that was a little bit of when we realized uh-oh, Michael's not 100%, he's not healthy. Um man, god, yeah. That, that's a whole nother story. But putting that game in Kansas City, seeing the the black and gold and the and the you know crimson and blue uh, on the on the just splitting that and and being a part of bragging rights, I'm glad you brought that up because my freshman year, that's when I really realized like how big college basketball is and how big playing against a rival is. Because that's great. Because it's event. an unreal experience as a player to be in that and the 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 chance back and forth. Every each team gets one of the media timeouts. So. Illinois will have one of the timeouts. Then Missouri will have one of the timeouts. Then they do, you know, a competition against each other. I mean, it, it, and it, around the holidays, you know, people are coming in from Chicago and from, you know, Kansas City and Columbia, and they just, it's great for St. Louis. Like, people in St. Louis love it. it, it they live for that. The ticket is a hot, hot ticket in St. Louis, um, and it's packed. And it's packed an hour before the game tips. See, so my, my, th- What I want, and again, people will get mad at this, but I want the Missouri-Kansas game to be in Kansas City every year. No doubt. And I want, for football, and you see some SEC rivalries do this, I want Mizzou and Arkansas to be at Arrowhead every Black Friday. Well, now, would you like that? Oh, man. I would like that. I would be. You'd like it. Admit it. <laughs> but I, I mean, because why not? Well, exactly. That's what I was just about to say. Like, why not? Like, I, I, don't, I guess I don't understand the, the holdup of, like, well, it's – you know, you're taking a home game away, and oh, it's Allen Fieldhouse, yeah. KU fan season ticket holders. They they want their games in Allen Fieldhouse. Blah blah blah. Okay, end of the day, I think it's great for both schools. And your point about Arkansas Mizzou football is great. Like, it, I think it would be such an ideal, especially playing in Arrowhead, like an ideal venue that your players would be fired up about. And anytime you can get both fan bases in a venue right. that is a neutral site. That's awesome. I mean, it, it is it is a great, great feel. And, and, and yeah, I, I understand, like, home and road game, true road games, they're a lot of fun as well. But when you have the rivalry part of it and you can put it in a neutral site and it's something that makes sense for both fan bases, it's awesome. There's nothing like it. I think, I think Kansas fans would say, too, going back to that Michael Porter game, uh, you know, the game that was in Kansas City, the showdown for relief game, yeah, it was a quote-unquote exhibition. It, it didn't feel like an exhibition, that's for sure. Um I think they would say too. Yeah, it was awesome. Like we loved it too. And so why why can't we do that? I think I don't I don't understand why. And I I went to all the Mizzou Illinois football games at the Dome in St. Louis, and that was a blast. Yeah, and yep. it's like you know I want that. I want a series like that. I want that for Kansas City and Arkansas. I'm like, hey, Kansas City Missouri. Why would you gotta go up there? I'm like Arkansas. You know what? You haven't won enough games in the series to dictate anything. You just come up here and play. The the pregame though, especially like I I've wasn't a part of it having been in St. St. Louis to play, but I had family and friends that would go to bragging rights and they would always talk about like everything around St. Louis. It's just a massive party, but with Illinois fans and Mizzou fans and there's 
there's, you know, you're, you're around each other and there's, you know, some back and forth, but it's, it's pretty just, it's a fun experience to be a part of. Um, the holidays make it great too for the bragging rights. But I, I think if you can, I mean, the Mizzou Kansas game has been around this time, December, early December, you can use power and light and you have T-Mobile. Uh, it's a vacant arena that around this time of the let's, year. Let's go. I just, it just makes, I think way too much sense to have I mean, that. Like, like, you know, Mizzou's playing Seton Hall, KU's playing Wichita State. Great. Yeah. Yeah. This is it. This is okay. the one. So uh you're a very nice man. Very polite, <laughs> you are too. Very you're kind, you're you're a very great man too, Steven. I, I want you to I want you to be a little edgy here. You don't have to you don't have to be, you know. Let's say Dennis Gates or whoever says Jared Sutton, I want you to talk to these kids that may not be from this area or that haven't been through this rivalry. And tell them what this rivalry is about. What does Mizzou and Kansas mean to you? And you were given five minutes, and your your total your your goal was to try to convey to name a player, convey to one of these players what this game mm-hmm. is. What this? What would you say? Well, I would say it's number one. It's the history of both institutions. It's the history of both states. Uh, that dates back years. Um, you know, you're talking legit <laughs> war back in the day. Um, years of hatred. Years of hatred uh, between two states that when you sign to play at Mizzou or you sign and commit to play at Kansas, dating back to when both these schools were in the same leagues, and I know they're not anymore, the game on this schedule that is Mizzou and Kansas, it's circled every year. It's the one game that's different. Uh, it's unlike any other game you're going to play. Uh, it is an environment and an experience that you'll remember, and, and you'll, go, you'll look back on every single time. And now here I am, 35 years old. I've, you know, I, it's been years since I was a player. I think about it all the time of when Mizzou and Kansas match up. I think about those games that I was a part of. John Sunbold thinks about those games. Derek Chivas thinks about those games. You know, Quinn Snyder thinks about those games uh playing in those games i mean it's it's different it is an environment an atmosphere and a moment you'll have as a college athlete that you'll remember forever and if you have the opportunity to compete and win those games it is a locker room experience that you'll never forget um it matters it means more to to your yes your fan base your fan base as hostile as i can remember being a part of this rivalry was 2012 it, nothing will top Mizzou in Kansas in terms of the hatred uh, that was in the hostility and the the edge and just the tension that was a part of both fan bases in 2012. It was unlike anything. And I grew up being fans of college basketball and being a Mizzou fan, but being a fan of college basketball in Kansas City. And I remember going to Hearn Center and seeing Kirk Heinrich and Aaron Miles and the hatred that was in Hearn Center to those players. Um, the same thing at Allen Fieldhouse. There's nothing like this this game. And when you're a part of these, these games and you're playing in these games, um, the energy level, the adrenaline, uh, it's a rush. It, it's unlike anything. Bragging rights was an incredible experience. Kansas and Mizzou is totally different than that. It, it is another level up from that game. Um, that you just 
you really are, are. It's an honor to be a part of the game. It's an honor to be a part of it. It's an honor playing it because you know what the players before you brought to this rivalry. You know what it meant to them. And it's just kind of passing of the torch. Um, and it's it's something that you you take with pride and you play in these games with a ton of passion to represent your school and the fan base as best you can in these games because you know how much it means to your fan base because there's nothing like it. And there's the, the rivalry has had so many unbelievable moments that have made it what it is. And you get to be a part of that. And that's something that that you really, you know, need to take with with a badge of honor and and, and really appreciate what you're what you're playing um in this rivalry. You know, as far as this game, I, I think a big focal point is gonna be, you know, Hunter Dickinson and what can Mizzou do to, to match up against him. But for me, what I'm gonna be looking at is like I've been so impressed with Sean East. Yeah. Right. He's been great. And he's taken that step from last year to this year where he's, I think, across the board, greatly improved. And I've been really enjoyed, especially the last couple of games, he's been terrific. But then you got who uh, I feel like he's now been at Kansas for 10 years, uh, Dewan Harris. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much eligibility left, but he's he, look, he's a joy to watch. Because if you're a basketball nerd, you love the way he plays defense, you love the way he leads the team. The box score doesn't always look pretty, but when you watch him, you know why a coach loves him, and that's the floor general you look for. Yep. And so that type of matchup is something that I look forward to seeing and I think ultimately is so important if Missouri is going to be competitive in this game. So tell me what you've seen from Sean East that leads you to believe that he's taken that next step necessary for a point guard to lead his team into such a hostile environment. And the matchup, of Dewan Harris, who is so good defensively. He's greatly improved offensively, and he's just a, a, a badass college point. Guy, yeah. Right? Yeah. And, you know, Dewan, Columbia kid. Um, I hate to say it, but, <laughs> but I mean, I, you talk about the rival, what we just said about like what it means. Like, Dewan Harris. He's circled this game every year since he's been in college well, you for sure. Have to tell him. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's, it's ingrained in him. Um, so he knows all about it, but, I think with Dewan, like he, you know, he he actually actually is kind of I would say to Dewan's standard, he he hasn't played probably up to the level he's he's capable of playing over the last few games. Um, you know, dating back to Champions uh, or the the State Farm Champions Classic when he was great against Kentucky, like he was excellent. Um, and you really thought, man, Dewan's going to probably take a huge jump forward. And he's he's still been a great passer and defender, but you know, he's he's kind of struggled to find that offense where he he needs to be able to score a little bit more for Kansas, especially just because the minutes that that starting five plays for Kansas. I mean, they they play heavy minutes to those starting five. To go to Sean East and just the matchup with Dewan. Sean has been excellent because he's been more aggressive as a scorer, as a shooter. He's in a totally different role than he was last year. He came off the bench last year and he was much more of a pass first, score secondary type of player. Um, and very up and down as a scorer, up and down as a shooter. There were some inconsistencies there. He's been great. Um, he's cleaned up his jump shot. Uh, his jump shot looks a little bit more quicker. It's a little bit more compact. There's not as much movement with it. Um, but his ability to handle, uh, and just, he plays stronger than he looks. He's got good hesitation. He's got to, he has a mid range floater. He has a pull up jumper. He can shoot it off the bounce. He can play and pick and roll. Um, he's passing it really well, just like he always has making good decisions as a leader. Um, and this team, this team, he's their best player, um, right now. Uh, I think Nick honor, it's taken pressure off Nick because Nick is definitely an elite shooter. He's the the best shooter I think Mizzou has from three in terms of range. 
Uh, it's allowed him to play off the ball. So Sean's been great, and I think he's finally getting you know some conversations from Chatter. You talk about the 20-point games he's had uh, consecutively, and I think it's six 20-point games he's had this season. Um, and I just love how he's been leading on the floor. He's vocal. Uh, he knows what's been left between Kobe and Demoy and DeAndre Golston and Trey Gomillion and those guys that left that are really the leaders of the group. It's now Sean East. It's now Nick Honor. It's now Noah Carter. And Sean's been the most consistent, the most reliable of anyone on that team. I think Nick Honor has to be great in this game, by the way. He's got to make threes. Uh, he's a huge part. And Noah Carter's got to be really good. He wasn't great against Wichita State. And I think that's what's, I think, being lost in, in Mizzou's you know, team right now is I think they're playing a little bit better. And they beat Wichita State, and Noah Carter didn't play well. And they got to that magic number 75, which if Mizzou scores 75 more times than not, they're winning that game. And they're an offensive-minded group in terms of possession, in terms of efficiency. They want to play fast and play in transition. And they want to force turnovers. And they forced turnovers. They got hammered on the glass against Wichita State. But they forced turnovers. And that Mizzou fans know all too well because that that was the pretty much the formula last year for Mizzou winning games. Sean East has been very good on defense with his hands. He's got great, great quick hands. Uh, and that kind of ties into the rest of the group in that Mizzou's going to be undersized probably in this game. They're going to have to play small at times. Can they speed up Kansas? Can they force turnovers? Uh, but they're going to have to stick threes if they're going to have a chance to beat Kansas. Give me, uh, outside of the headliners, you know, headliners being Sean East and Dewan Harris and, you know, Hunter Dickinson, uh, give me a wild card player for each team maybe off the bench or maybe he's not one of the two or three stars or the leading scorers of of the game that you think might be very important to each side to be successful in this game on Saturday yeah so I mean I think the Kevin McCuller Tamar Bates matchup is going to be great um, and it might be Aiden Shaw at times Kevin McCuller uh, is playing at an all-american level uh, and Bates and Shaw both Kansas City area kids. Kansas City so area kids, exactly. It. Great, it's right. a great call. That they they get it too. They they want to play in this game. It's a big reason why they came to Mizzou. Um, Tamar for sure transferring back, um, just locally to Mizzou, understanding the role he's playing for this team. And I would say Aiden um, and Tamar, two of the best Mizzou athletes on the roster. Uh, I think Anthony Robinson as a freshman is very good. He could be kind of an X factor in this game, particularly defensively. But he's a freshman, um, and he's going to be thrown in the fire. Jordan Butler's going to be th thrown in the fire as well to try to guard Hunter Dickinson. Um, Connor Vanover will probably have to guard Hunter. How do you stop Hunter Dickinson um, around the rim? But also K.J. Adams has just been such an X factor for, for KU. Um, he's been very good in his role as a four-man. Um, but in terms of sleepers, like I'm curious how the freshmen respond in a game like this because Anthony Robinson's actually been a big part of this team. Uh, he hasn't really been in uh, from a statistical standpoint in production in terms of scoring, and, and the, the numbers probably don't show it, but he does a lot of little things that don't show up in a stat sheet that are why he plays. Uh, he's a very versatile defender. He's long. He's athletic. He's smart. Uh, he competes. He's tough. He doesn't look like a freshman. Uh, he's getting better. It seems like each game. Let's see how he responds in, in a game like this. Aiden Shaw, I, I think, could be a game wrecker if he is very good. And when I say Aiden Shaw being very good, it's rebounding. It's protecting the rim. It's getting deflections. It's being everywhere defensively to be disruptive because he could change the game with how he guards and how he defends. This is a big game for him because um, he's probably going to be thrown in there a lot. How does he handle the environment? How does he handle the atmosphere? For Kansas, I, I think you look at their bench. Um, depth is going to be a conversation all year with this Kansas team. 
Johnny Furphy. Uh, he is a six eight six nine shooter. He's a little bit, um, in terms of strength and physicality, he lacks in some areas. Very smart player. Uh, very smart. Bill Self has good trust in him. He plays him. Um, he's going to make some mistakes. Big-time shooter. And probably a guy that has to come in and make shots for Kansas uh, to really give them some sort of a lift and, and, and give them a little bit of a, of a jolt off the bench. Um, because not a lot of guys right now on Kansas's bench are, are really you know, drawing uh, a little bit I think there, there's a struggle there of, of who can come in off the bench for Kansas and, and give them a lift. Uh, Parker Brown, um, we have to circle him, given he played at Mizzou uh, under Conso Martin. Now he's on the Kansas side. Uh, that, that, to me, is really interesting. Of um, you know, is he, I'm sure he'll play in this game, and he has kind of had spot minutes here and there. Um, does he have an impact in this game just because he's played on both sides? He understands the rivalry. Again, another Kansas City kid. So it's always fun when you talk about these teams and there's Kansas City uh, talent on the roster. Uh, that's, uh, you know, Ochai Baji's talked about this before too, like growing up in Kansas City. Obviously, he goes to KU, but understands the rivalry very much and, and knows what that means for Kansas and Mizzou as well. And so uh, getting back to the main challenge for Mizzou is, Hunter Dickinson, right? That's yeah. Yep. No way around that. And it's funny because you, you said a couple of times, you know, Mizzou will be undersized, and they got a guy that's seven five. <laughs> they got multiple guys right, over seven feet. Right. Yeah. But but it was like like for for Vanover, it's I remember the game where when he was not playing for Mizzou and, and Jeremiah Tillman, yeah, gave him gave him work, right? Yep. But he he's such a unique guy. It's interesting to me the way. You have to use him, right? You can't, you know, he can't stay out there for a long time. They use him in spurts, but he can. I mean, he he is seven five. Yeah, he yep. he can affect things. So, like, can, can he be effective in this game, or is 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 Hunter Dickens is such a good big man? It's just this this may not be a game for Vanover to 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 perform. To perform. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Because there are certain games he's going to make a big impact. There's other games that just it, it ain't going to be for him, right? Yeah. Like Tillman was a bad matchup for him. So, like, what what's his role in this game? Maybe how many minutes you're looking for? What can he do to disrupt yeah. what Kansas is trying to do down low? Well, I I think what we've learned from Dennis Gates is he's going to give you an opportunity. It depends on what you make of that opportunity. Like he wasn't happy with Vanover early. I was just about to say that. Yeah, comments. he's he's not been. It's been up and down. Um, and they need Connor Vanover. Like. It's, they need his size. Uh, he can protect he gets the rim. Some easy buckets too. I like when they just float it up there. Like this. He's, he's like, why don't you do that all the time? And, he can, but you know, and, and he can pick and roll, and he can pick and pop because right. he can shoot, um, which is a big help within the offense of how Mizzou plays offense. Um, they need him to make shots, and they need him to be able to roll to the rim and be aggressive and physical and be a presence on both sides of the ball around the rim. They need that. Jordan Butler, I, I I think, is getting better, but he's still a freshman. Um, I think they'll play him in this game and see how he does because he's a good athlete. He shows he can make a spot shot here and there, and he can rim protect. So I think it just is it's a de- dependent upon you know what which one of those guys really take. But here's the thing. Coach Gates is going to change his defense a lot. And I think if you go back and look at last year, you know, Mizzou, the first, I would say, 10 minutes of that game at home. They thought that, you know, at that point they were undefeated going into that Kansas game. I think they thought we're going to play this style. We're going to man to man. We're going to, you know, we're going to maybe bring some pressure, um, strictly man to man pressure. 
and we're going to shoot quick shots. We're going to run quick, you know, quick offense, try to play in transition. And Kansas took it right down their throat. I mean, bucket after bucket at the rim, spot ups. They were beat down for. Then they changed their defense a little bit late. They got they made a run to get back in it and make it like a 10, 9 point game. And then Kansas ran away with it. I'm curious to see what Dennis Gates does in terms of game alteration and game adjustment defensively because he does this a lot where they might do a 2-2-1 trap. They might do man-to-man. They might try to blitz DeWan Harris, get the ball out of his hands. They might go to a 3-2 zone. They might go 1-3-1. They're going to switch it up a lot to see where can they be impactful on defense because you can't just stay man-to-man if Hunter Dickens is going to eat you alive and DeWan Harris is going to eat you alive and KJ is going to cut off DeWan and cut off Hunter and get buckets. You're going to have to change up some things if you can't match that. And Kansas has to stick threes too. And although Kevin McCuller and Hunter Dickinson have made threes, those are probably their two best three-point shooters, and they're not known to be three-point shooters. Uh, But they are shooting it well this year. So that's something to watch for in this game is does Mizzou change their defense a lot? Do they find a rhythm defensively where they make Kansas uncomfortable? And then how does Bill Self adjust to that? Because he's one of the best in the country in terms of adjusting how they play, um, in terms of what defenses they're seeing. So it's going to be an X and O game, too, for the coaches um, if Mizzou can be in the game and be competitive. All right, so what advice would you give to any uh, college basketball fans, any Mizzou fans who are going to be making the trip for the first time to Allen Fieldhouse, having been there as a player, you described a perhaps uh, not the greatest experience for uh, for Dell Sutton when he was there. <laughs> You've been there as a as a scout, but I know you well enough where you would encourage anyone to go to Allen Fieldhouse because it's a tremendous experience for a college basketball fan that really can't be duplicated anywhere else. And I'll agree to that because I've been there. I mean, I remember I went there to cover a game when uh, when Bobby Knight was the coach. Oh, Texas wow. Tech. And, that, wow. and, and being in a Bobby Knight press conference, and now that he's passed away, I think about different things. Like, yeah, I went to a press conference, a Bobby Knight press conference at Allen Fieldhouse. That's pretty cool, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, and so. I met Bobby Knight at Allen Fieldhouse. Wow. I mean, uh, I don't, it's funny you mentioned that. Jarrett now now taking the Nate Bucati role of one-upping me. I, <laughs> I, I've got nothing else at me, and I can't top that. <laughs> I just was adding to it. There's nothing I, was, I can do. You were just assisting. Right. So. But but uh, maybe, maybe uh, some advice, because I do think. It is uh, the rivalry gets heated and everything else, but it's an experience. Yeah, no and doubt. To be able to take no it doubt. all in as a college basketball fan, it certainly is a bucket list that you want to check off uh, your list of things to experience uh, as, as a sports fan. Yeah. Mizzou and Kansas fans are going to antagonize each other, uh, whether you know it be in the arena or in on social office, media. <laughs> exactly. It's part of it. It's partially probably why a lot of the fans love it is um, they can jab at each other and it goes down a rabbit hole of oh my gosh right. the orange bowl and you know all this stuff but it, 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 I, 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 I mean I'm just I, I just say I just was throwing an idea I was just throwing some com- conversation I've heard maybe in the hallway walking yeah, in here fine. so you know but I would just say if you're going out on field house um, it appreciate what it is uh, appreciate that you're in an environment that is um, some legendary players have played there and just the rivalry. Um, it is fun to watch Missouri and Kansas lace them up in basketball. And I, I hope, you know, football, I, I'd love to see them play at Arrowhead too or you know, get the football rivalry back. Yeah. Is it the but, best atmosphere in college basketball? Yeah, absolutely. I, I just went to North Carolina and Kentucky two weeks ago. Um, and good environments, um, you know, definitely, you know, re- arenas that are totally different than Allen Fieldhouse, bigger, um, great, really, you know, really good environments to be in. 
but it's nothing like Allen Fieldhouse and what that what that place is. And then you know, obviously Kansas and UConn was a huge matchup um, in Allen Fieldhouse Friday night non conference game. Um, the national cha- you know the back to back national champions with UConn and Kansas playing against each other. I was lot. It was loud. It was an incredible environment, um, and a lot of guys that were there national national writers and, and guys that made the trip. They agree. It's just it's it's such a fun environment when you get these type of matchups, and it's always loud and ruckus in Allen Fieldhouse. But this this game, it'll be different, um, and it'll be an environment that you'll appreciate, uh, and it'll mean something to you because you're gonna. If you haven't been before, you'll realize just how special it is, and and just how crazy it can get in that place. And if you're wearing black and gold, my my nephew's going. Uh, he's a, he's a junior in high school. He's never been out in Fieldhouse, and he's a huge Mizzou fan. And he's all like, "I'm gonna wear my Mizzou gear." And I'm I just I have to I I kind of well, calm him. I call I calm him down. I'm like, okay, you know, just just know this is what you're walking into, and you need to handle you know you need to handle yourself, you know, responsibly. And and but you don't you know, know till you know. There's nothing you, you don't, can tell him that'll prepare. Absolutely, him and it'll be an, an experience that he'll he'll tell us about afterward, and he'll remember. Um, you know, he wants to go to Mizzou to be a student and. So he's just getting a taste of what Mizzou and Kansas is. It's it, the, 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 the learn the they learn young, and he's 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 been he knows what the rivalry is, but he's never been in it like he's going to be in it on on Saturday. Well, you, you saw that troublemaker Nate Bucati walk in here with his. He just had uh, to he, with his, with his KU jacket from Charlie Hustle. So again, we thank Charlie Hustle for being uh, great sponsors of this show. And whether you're a fan of KU or Mizzou or K State. I showed the uh, on the Border Patrol the other day when Tyler Perry hit that big three against Villanova. Yeah. I said, well, if you were smart, you already went to, went to Charlie Hustle and got the Mr. Big Shot t-shirt from Tyler Perry. And so if you are going to Allen Fieldhouse, whether you're a Kansas or a Mizzou fan, you probably ought to stop by Charlie Hustle first to see the fresh new gear they got. Charlie Hustle, vintage. that's where you need to go, right? Vintage. Vintage gear. And I will say, being at the, the Kansas-UConn game, I saw a lot of Kansas Charlie Hustle swag around, yeah. and um, you got to stock up, especially the holiday season. We always say it. Christmas right around the corner, too. Stock it up. CharlieHustle.com. This has been the House of Hustle. That's Jared Sutton. I'm Stephen St. John. And remember one thing, Kansas City is for hustlers. <laughs> <laughs>